Sermons uh, series on relationships, we are going to wrap up today the final, um, the final part, if you will, and we are going to wrap it up um, where most relationships begin. So Thomas, if I could ask you to go ahead and play that video, that would be great. Hello, this is Anna. Hi, it's Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Didn't you get my email? The one about not being good enough for you? That's the one. Yeah, got that. Cheers. Um, listen, the reason I'm calling is I want to ask you out on another date. Why would you do that? I know you said you didn't want to go on another date with me, ever. But I'm different now. I think I'm in your league. Are you better looking? No. More powerful. I think you have to see it for yourself. Did you buy new clothes? No. Sorry, can we just meet up? It'd be best. So you did admit yourself that, you know, we got on, you had an okay time. Okay, fine. Fantastic. Um, uh, I'll pick you up tomorrow, about eight. Most likely, though, this will be our last date, so just know that. Yeah. Great. Okay, bye. Bye. Hang up, Mark. Bye. dating. Um, so obviously today our topic is dating. Um, they, uh, Aaron asked me to uh, talk on this subject matter because he figured what a better person um, to, uh, to do a dating uh, lesson than somebody who is currently dating somebody going on the sixth year. And so with uh, my dating partner, who is now my fiance, we will be a man and wife on May 21st. It's a private wedding, so don't expect an invitation. I would like for my fiance Megan to come forward, um, and just uh, we will kind of be doing a tag team back and forth. Yeah, um, I just want to thank you all for the opportunity to be here this morning and to speak. And as Nathaniel said, we have been dating for six years, and we are now engaged to be married. So um, it's just a great opportunity for us to be here. Um, because we've, we've been through a lot together. We've been through the whole dating thing. We've been through each step and stage together. And we know what it's like to be dating in the 21st century. And so um, it's just a great privilege for us to be able to share our little bits of wisdom um, with you all. And I know, we know that not everyone in this room is currently dating. But we want this message to be to people who are dating um, to parents who may have kids who are dating, or to the rest of us who maybe know someone who's in a dating relationship that could use our wisdom. So we're going to do a little bit of uh, um, tag team teaching, and so you can take it away. Okay. You might need to move your mic away from oh. your face just a little bit. Am I talking really loud? No. It's effective communication in the dating relationship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we will be discussing... Uh, the ten, some of the Ten Commandments of dating, some points that we feel like are highlighted in a dating relationship, some key points that we feel like will allow you to thrive um, in a dating relationship. Like she said, whether you are uh, maybe a parent of teenagers who will begin to date, or maybe you are in the dating process yourself, or maybe you are somebody who needs to hold someone accountable to what a correct, godly way of how to court someone in a dating relationship is. This is for you. So don't just tune us out, um, Grandma and Grandpa. Don't tune me out. Um, there is somebody that in your life that you can hold accountable to this. So please um, understand that, that that's where we're coming from. 
the key points of some of the dating um, relationships um, we took out of a book written by Dr. Ben Young and by Dr. Samuel Adams. Um, if you ever want to feel like uh, you know more than you do, make sure that you cite a doctor as your reference when you're doing message prep. It'll go miles for you. So with the first point, I hand it away to Megan. Um, I just want to say before we begin here, we are, are trying to stick to the practicality side of dating. And um, some of you might say, well, why aren't you talking about the spiritual side of dating? And here's the thing. Everything in our lives is spiritual. And God gives us direction in the Bible on how to have effective relationships and how to love and how to respect each other in um, the confines of a relationship and in a marriage. But as a couple who have has had a lot of experience, we just want to give the practical side of dating and um, just give some practical steps that can maybe help you or help someone that you know. So the first one that we want to talk about um, is how to have and how to get a life. And that may not make sense. You're like, how are you, what are you talking about dating and getting a life? Well, we want to talk about how to have a life before you start dating and how to keep your life when you're dating. Most of the time there is a myth when you begin to date, that you are not a complete person, that you can't function correctly, that you can't live truly to your whole potential until you have a romantic partner by your side, somebody who will always be there, a dating partner um, for you to lean on. And let me stipulate this too, that is definitely a myth. Um, you can obtain fullness in life through Christ before you ever obtain the fullness. Somebody will not make you whole. Somebody will not make you complete. The only person who can make you whole is complete is Jesus Christ. And even like she said, this isn't a spiritual lesson. Everything in our lives is spiritual. So before we go on, even though we're talking about the practicality of dating, everything in your life is spiritual. And if you are not in line with the spiritual um, place that God wants you to be, it will be very hard for you to ever find wholeness in your life, no matter if you have um, a relationship, a good, healthy relationship or not. Your relationship first starts with, uh, with Christ. Um, we can see that Paul addresses the myth of uh, maybe not being whole in 1 Corinthians seven thirty-two through 35, if you guys would like to turn there with me. And here's what Paul says. An unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking of how to please him. But a married man has to think about his earthly responsibilities and how to please his wife. Amen. I'm not even married and I know that. His interests are divided. In the same way, a woman who is no longer married or has been married can be devoted to the Lord, holy in body and in spirit. But a married woman has to think about her earthly responsibilities and how to please her husband. I am saying this for your benefit, not to place restrictions on you. I want you to do whatever will help you serve the Lord the best with as few distractions as possible. I think that what Paul is trying to communicate there is that definitely you can achieve wholeness and fullness in life, whether you have a romantic partner, a mate, a person to spend the rest of your life with, or if you are by yourself. I think that... Many times we go through life looking for the person who will fix everything. And we go through life looking for that number 10, that person who's just absolutely perfect, the person who's going to make us whole. And wholeness does not come, I can't stipulate that, through a person. Obtain your wholeness in Christ and then the rest will be added to you. In keeping with that verse, um, I want to talk specifically to the females in the room 
because a lot of times it's a little bit more difficult for us as females to find our identity in Christ and not look to a man to uh, make us feel complete. And I know that that's been a struggle for me sometimes with Nathaniel. Um, Sometimes I want to find my identity and my confidence and all of those things that I believe in myself. I want to look to him for that, and that's not right. I need to look to Christ for that. I need to find my identity in Christ. And it is so important for you to have that established before you get into a relationship. Because if you don't, then that part of you isn't whole yet. And you don't have that identity in Christ. So you're going to be looking for it in the other person. And that other person is always going to fail you. Because people will fail you. No matter how amazing he is. Because he absolutely is. But he's going to fail me. I cannot find my identity in him. And that's just something that, as females, we definitely have to remember. But across the board, males, females, you need to be solid and sound in who you are in Christ before you can take on the responsibilities of someone else, before you can start making sacrifices that you have to make in a dating relationship. Many times in a dating relationship, too, um, I've seen this many times, um, especially when I was a college student in Indiana, there were, there were people who were on a definite spiritual high, and then they find somebody who is that 10, who is that perfect person, the person who completes them, and then for some reason, after they get together with this person, everything else just kind of starts slowly, slowly declining, and that's because it's easy sometimes for us to achieve where God wants us to be up to a certain point, and then when distractions come into our lives and when things start to begin to happen, we kind of start to lose focus and we lose track. So the maintenance of your identity in Christ is another huge, huge, very important key that you need to make sure that you have in place. Um, Whether that's in a dating relationship or a marriage relationship, if God stays the focus, if God is the center, it's like a pyramid. You and your spouse, your, your dating partner, whoever that is, will just attract to each other because you'll be climbing the same ladder towards each other. So make sure that you maintain your identity in Christ um, before and after the relationship. Uh, Megan and I, at a young age when we started dating, um, I'm sure that you can do the math if I just turned 22 years old and she just turned 22 years old this past Thursday. Um, how long six years has been. We were obviously very young when we started dating. And this is to your parents who might have teenagers uh, who are dating. Maybe it's to you grandparents who need to give your children's children wisdom on how to go about dating. We were always encouraged by our parents to keep our friendships, since we were very young, to keep our friendships through high school and all that other good stuff, and to make sure that we had time away from each other. Because if you start to rely on somebody so heavily, no matter what age you are, no matter if you're in high school, college age, or maybe you're a grown adult at 25 years old working a full-time job, if you alienate yourself from your friends and from your family and from the things that you do, eventually, when that relationship might potentially come to an end, you very well may have nothing left to really hang on to. So please make sure in a dating relationship that I can't, I guess I can't stress this enough to In a dating relationship, if you alienate your family, if you forget about your family, how hard that is and how hard you come crashing down when a dating relationship does not work out in that type of situation. So we've talked about how it's important to have your identity in Christ before you start dating. And a little bit uh, while you are dating, it's really important. And just something that's really practical that has been important for both of us is to stay involved in the things that you like and 
the relationships that you have and keep investing in them. And just like he said, with friends and family, stay involved in the sports that you're doing. Stay involved in the activities that you like to do. Hang out with your friends on the weekends. It's so important for you to stay connected with um, those relationships and with those people who invest in you because I know both of us have had friends, especially in college, who they find that perfect someone and we've been kicked out the back door. And, you know, it's hurtful to people when you start dating and um, you leave everyone else in the dark and put them on the back burner. It's really important to keep your priorities and keep your relationships strong. And another thing I want to say to the parents in the room, um, we both grew up with incredible parents. And so that is one of the reasons that we've had such a successful dating relationship. And especially to parents of girls, it's so important for you to build up the confidence of your children. And it's so important for you to edify your kids and to encourage them and to lift them up because both of us had that. And so by the time we, we met, even though we were young, we, we had self-confidence and we knew who we were for the most part. We're still finding out who we are, but for the most part, we were confident enough that we were able to um, be independent in our relationship. And that's so important for you as parents. Spend time with your kids. Encourage them. Edify them. Build them up. And it'll really help them in their, their dating relationships. The second point that we are going to take, which is key to most of you men in the audience, um, I'm sure for those of you who've been there, for those of you who will be there, for those of you who are there right now, this is something that we overlook a majority of the time, I would say. And that is the take it slow factor. Men, when we find that number 10, when we find that girl that we're looking for, we get out the car, we shine it, we buff it, we wax it, we show up with two dozen roses, we, uh, we go the whole nine yards to make sure that we are going to get this girl. Um, it's kind of creepy. It's almost like a manhunt. We, uh, we, once, once we get that uh, scent of what we want, we go after it uh, recklessly uh, and kind of forget our senses and everything else along the way. Uh, take it slow. Take time to get to know the person who you are pursuing as a marriage partner. Let me stipulate this real quick. If you have no interest in marrying this person that you are thinking of dating, cross them off your list. Move to the next person. It's absolutely senseless for you to pursue a dating relationship with somebody that you have no interest in marrying. If you can't see yourself spending the rest of your life with this person, do yourself the favor and the heartache and the little piece of your heart that it's going to destroy after that dating relationship and just go ahead and move on to the next person. So uh, we're going to discuss three reasons why you should take it slow. Okay, number one is it's impossible to get to know someone in a short period of time. And you may be like, oh, yeah, you can say that because you've been dating for six years. But really, it's the truth. It's impossible to, get, to really get to know someone in a short period of time. Yeah, you can get to know someone, but do you really know them in a short period of time? And we're going to talk about later taking your time so you don't rush marriage. But even just to get to know someone, take your time. You can, you can slow down. Take time to spend with them, to get to know them in all aspects of life. You don't have to rush anything. And that's, that's something we forget in dating. We feel like, oh, we found this person, so we just need to spend all this time together, and we need to rush it, and we have to do all of these things so quickly. But 
from our experience, it's so nice just to sit back, take your time, and get to know someone on, on a deeper level. The second point is that you need time to bond. Uh, if you were looking at this person as a potential spouse, you have got to have time to bond with that person. Um, and I don't mean bonding over, I don't know, nice fancy dinners. I mean bonding in, in, in important situations. Um, if I didn't know that my spouse or fiance would get ticked off if I beat her in wee bowling, where would we be if we didn't spend the time bonding? <laughs> with each other, that might create, that might be a potential hazard um, to myself. So make sure that you take time to really bond. Make sure that you don't just glance at it and say, we're bonding because we're going to the movies and because I'm taking her out to dinner and all that stuff. Really get to know who you're dating. Spend that time bonding with each other and that'll only make your relationship stronger. Uh, the third reason why it's important for you to take it slow is because that allows you to protect yourself from getting too attached too quickly. And we all know sometimes you have dating relationships and sometimes they don't work out. That's going to happen in life. And it's important that you don't get too attached to someone too quickly because if you're taking it slow, then that, that relationship can grow gradually and you don't get really attached really quickly. And a lot of times, I know I've been speaking a lot to the females, but a lot of times that's hard for us because we immediately want to latch on to a male to um, just give, that, give us that approval. But it's so important that we take it slow, that we allow the relationship to grow gradually, that we don't get too attached too quickly. And that can happen with males too. I've seen that with some of my friends. They start dating and the guy will just get really attached really quickly. And we just, just from our experience, it takes a lot of pressure off the relationship if, if you're not very attached very quickly. The advantages to dating someone and bonding with somebody and getting to know them and not getting attached too quickly is that you can start to see who this person is through all stages of life. If you move beyond that idealistic stage, that puppy dog glove type of stage and really allow yourself to experience how this person is going to act and react to certain situations in your life, you're going to know this person is for me, this person is not for me. Um, one of the ways that Megan and I were able to bond and be able to know that is uh, through my dad's death. Um, she was still at school in Indiana Wesley, and I had dropped out to come back here when my father had gotten sick. And she was still at school in Indiana Wesley trying to finish up the semester, and she would drive back every weekend. Um, it's about a four-hour drive. Every weekend, every Friday night when class was done at about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, she would go ahead and bust her tail and go ahead and make it home to the afternoon and spend all weekend at my house with my family. Uh, through that stage of life and through that season, I could tell that without complaint, without saying that I'm worn out, I'm tired, I'm burnt out, and then even when the passing of my father happened, through those stages of life, that was not the idealistic stage of dating anymore. That was much more serious of a relationship. Obviously, we were well-seasoned and we had known each other and we were able to communicate effectively with each other. But through that life experience, it was able to help me say, okay, these are the qualities that she has. These are the things that complement me. These are the things that I know now from experience that, that we can make it through just about anything after experiencing that. Um, we are going to go through a few slow motion dating strategies that we've come up with and um, also that we found in the book that we liked. Um, and these are just 
again, just some practical things that will help you to um, just be able to take your dating relationships or any type of relationship slowly. And the first one is don't volunteer too much information too early. And I don't know if anyone in this room has ever experienced it, but sometimes people, when you start a dating relationship, they can just on your first date, they'll just spew out every little thing that they've been through and every hardship and everything on the earth, they just spill it out and it's too much too soon. And we just want to say there's a time and a place for the deep things and the hurts that have happened to you and they don't need to happen right up front when you first start dating. That's something that you can gradually work into. Now, we're not saying don't be honest with someone. Absolutely. We really have tried to build our relationship on honesty. So we definitely think that you should put honesty first, but that doesn't mean that you have to spill everything that you've been through. Maybe you've had an abortion. Maybe you've struggled with some type of major addiction. Maybe you've had these big issues or you have family issues. That's not something that you have to feel like you need to get out on the first date. You can take it slow and share those things gradually. The second one is delay. Let me make that clear so nobody goes home and says, well, the preacher man said um, delay physical affection. Why I say delay? Because in a dating relationship, in a courting relationship, physical affection will come. Physical affection is necessary in order for, to, for a relationship to thrive. Please use your common sense. I don't think I need to go into the birds and the bees and how you shouldn't cross certain lines. But delay that physical affection for when the time is right. Um, the third point is stay connected with your friends. And we've already touched on this, so I won't talk about it for a long time, but... It's so important for you to stay invested in the relationships that you already have. Um, Both of us have really amazing groups of friends, and I don't know where I would be without my group of friends today, and um, I just really appreciate them, and they are a part of who I am, and that's just so important for you, and that also really can help your dating relationship because you don't have to feel like, every single burden you have to lay on the other person. You have other people that you can talk to about things, and um, it just takes a little bit more of the pressure off. So stay definitely stay connected with your friends and with your family. Another thing, that's another point. I think she gave me all the points that might raise some eyebrows or create tension. I'm not sure why. Um, (laughs) She is a pretty pacifist person, though. Um, She doesn't usually hit back, just in case you want to hit her. do not pray together. And that's the intro into do not become too spiritually connected to a person too early because your spiritual life, whether you are a Christian or not, the spirituality of yourself entails every single bit of you. Everything about you is spiritual. You are a spiritually made creature. So do not become too spiritually connected to a person who you are thinking about marrying or going through the dating process with, let that become over, over a bonding time, over a seasoned relationship, let that come into play. Your spirituality will eventually, yes, need to come into play in order for you to have a healthy relationship, but do not uh, ignite those sparks too soon. Uh, the last point we want to make on this is don't mention the M word too quickly. And the M word is marriage. And we definitely... 
went through this the hard way, and we talked about marriage too soon, and we felt a lot of pressure from other people to get married really early, and just because we had been dating for so long, and it's just really important. If you feel like you are forcing the marriage talk on somebody, then the timing's not right. It should be something that's natural, and something that you both are 100% on agreement, and something else I want to mention that a lot of people may not think of, even though it's definitely important. It's so important when you begin to talk about marriage with your dating partner. Um, it is absolutely important that you are ready financially, that you are ready emotionally, you're ready spiritually, and you are mature enough to handle something like that. It's a lifelong commitment. That's it. That's, there's no getting out of it. It's it's forever. And so that is something that you need to be 100% completely ready for. And we tried a lot of times to think of how we could get married. and But we would have been miserable. We would have been poorer than dirt. And <laughs> we are poorer than dirt. We are poorer than dirt. But, <laughs> but we're going to survive. Hopefully. Um, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> At least the church has a food bank. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anyways, just don't, you don't have to feel the need to rush marriage, especially women. If you are supposed to get married, it will come. Let it come naturally. Uh, our next point that we're going to move along to is this, I can't stipulate how important this one is. I feel like I say that over all these points because these points are all important. Do not ignore warning signs in a dating relationship. If you are attracted to somebody and you found this person and you would like to pursue this person and you think that this might be the one, do not ignore the little subtle things that might be there. Maybe there's some family issues. Maybe they have some issues. Everybody has their own issues. But do not let those little things just slide and say, well, maybe that'll get better after we get married and just kind of brush those things under the rug. Take care of those warning signs, those things that we've all seen probably in a dating relationship. We, with each other, have had to communicate effectively. Listen, this is something that maybe bothers me or I don't understand where you're coming from on this. Do not just ignore that and say, well, it'll get better when we get married. A quick story, there's a a young uh, couple of ours who just got married. Young couple of ours. <laughs> we don't own a couple. Let me stipulate that. I don't believe in slavery. Friends. <laughs> Some friends of ours who are a young couple and they just recently got married have a, a set of friends who uh, had some big relational, emotional issues, all that good stuff. And the girl in the relationship really wanted to get married. Why did she want to get married? Because she knew that her fiancé slash boyfriend was um, running around on her, knew that he was cheating on her with, uh, with several other girls at the time. So she thought, in order to solve the problem, I've got a genius idea. I'm going to marry this dude. Um, let me say that's a really bad idea, first of all. And needless to say, I think six months into their marriage, he was doing the exact same thing again. And don't compound the first mistake by making that second mistake. Don't, don't allow yourself into that lifelong commitment while you have some eyebrows raised about some certain things. Um, along with that, I'm sure that everyone in this room knows someone who, um, in their marriage, deal with things like affairs or addictions or just big problems like that. And a lot of times, 
those huge warning signs do come before marriage and they come while you're dating and people just ignore them and they don't deal with them and they don't say, hey, if this is the life you're going to live, if these are the tendencies you have, I can't marry you. Yes, it's hard because you may love that person. But you have to understand, if you ignore those warning signs now, that's definitely going to come up in your marriage, and it will affect you for the rest of your life. The second point, a quick one that I'm just going to throw out there, physical attraction is a must. A lot of times when you're younger and you're in a dating relationship, you say, well, physical attraction doesn't matter because if you love the person, you love the person. If you're going to roll over in bed every morning of your life and see a person who has morning breath, you better be attracted to that person or there's probably going to be some hard, hard consequences if you are not attracted to that person. Make sure that you are intimately and physically attracted to that person. Make sure that that person is beautiful to you. Make sure that that person is your number 10. Um, Just for a little bit of advice there, please make sure that your marriage dating partner, if you're not attracted to them, maybe you should find somebody who you are attracted to. Good point. Okay, uh, we also want to talk about how important it is to choose wisely. And that goes a little bit along with what he just said. You have got to, before you are ready to start dating, you have to set standards that you know you will not go below. You have to set set qualifications that you want your spouse to have because they're going to be your spouse for the rest of your life. So it's really important for you to choose your relationships wisely. And like he said earlier, there's absolutely no sense in you spending your time, your money, and your energy on someone, dating someone, investing in someone, sharing pieces of your heart with someone who you know you're not going to marry. Make sure that you choose someone, like we said earlier, that you can grow in and out of seasons of life with. If you can't see yourself going through certain problems or certain difficulties that are going to arise, probably should look somewhere else. Um, Make sure that you do set a list of musts. Um, One way that we can see in the Bible um, that there's a a certain list of musts um, is in Proverbs 31.30. If you guys want to turn there or not, um, I'm just going to read this real quick. It says in Proverbs 31.30, Charm is deceptive, and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Um, there's not a whole lot else that he puts into that. If you read the rest of that chapter, there, there are a lot of qualifications and a lot of things that, um, as, as a mate, you should desire to see in the person who you are dating, the person who you are pursuing, the person who you would like to spend the rest of your life with. Um, but those are just a few, a few key things. Beauty doesn't last. So even though why your partner should be physically attractive to you, that's eventually going to fade. But someone who fears the Lord um, shall be praised. Um, that's, that's a good qualification to make sure that you have in somebody. Make sure that that person uh, has the same desire that you do to grow close to God and go cro- grow close to God in your dating relationship. So we definitely want you all to remember, whether it's in your dating relationships or whether it's... Um, you are a parent of a child who may be getting ready to date who or who is in the dating age, or whether you know someone who could really use some wisdom on dating. Just remember, from our six and a half years of experience, if there's anything we could share, these are the three things that we wanted to. Remember to take it slow. Remember to have your life and your identity before you start dating and while you are dating and remember to choose wisely. Uh, I would like for everybody to stand. Now, I would like for some leaders to come forward um, to, uh, to pray with some people. Um,
Let's go ahead and pray now while the leaders are coming forward. Dear Lord, we thank you uh, for the wisdom that you have given to all of us, dear Lord. And we thank you that you have designed us, dear Lord, most of us to be with a certain person um, in and out of every season of life, dear Lord. We pray that we would be wise in choosing um, who we are supposed to spend the rest of our life with. We pray that we would be wise in determining um, our soulmate for life, dear Lord. We pray um, that you would just help us along those lines, dear Lord. We pray that we would uh, that we would passionately pursue you, and that that would allow us to passionately pursue somebody else, um, dear Lord. I pray that you would allow us, dear Lord, to keep you at the forefront of our lives, dear Lord, to keep you the main focus, dear Lord. I pray that you would do that in Jesus' name. As the leaders are here, um, what I would like to ask you to do, maybe you're in a dating relationship and it's been really hard. You know that you've messed up. You know that you've done some things um, that are wrong. Um, maybe you know that it's, you've broken some of the, the Ten Commandments of, of dating. Maybe you really need some help. Maybe you're the parent of a teenager, somebody who is going to date, and maybe you say, you know what, I don't know what to do. I'm not sure where to turn to. Please come forward and get prayer. Um, the rest of you, if you do not need prayer, are dismissed. Please go about your day, but please do remain respectful of the ones who would like to receive prayer this morning. Thank you.